Are you afraid of monsters? Depends which kind. How about a, a green incarnation of animal abuse born from the ashes of an ox? Shrek? <laughs> Not Shrek. So I was on a work trip last week, rolling around in rural Midwestern states, you know, super fun, super non-diverse, lots of just farmlands and political signs. And we're rolling through this one area and I look over to the left, there's like a wastewater treatment plant. And there's just like this green monster just on the sign. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Why is there just like, it's like a sewer monster? <laughs> it's like, like the swamp thing. Yeah, it's like a swamp thing. And then we passed this ice arena and there was another monster, the same one, on the side of the building. And I'm like, what is this? And so I looked it up and the town has a mascot called the Hodag. Is the name of the monster. I'm sorry, what is it? Hodag. The Hodag. Yeah, H-O-D-A-G, Hodag. Classy. And so I looked up some information while I was driving in the car to our field site that we were going to on my favorite trusted site, Wikipedia. And I found some weird, weird things about this hodag. So as I said, it's said to be born from the ashes of an ox as the incarnation of animal abuse. It's featured in Paul Bunyan stories. It was first heard of in the year of 1893 it was said to quote have the head of a frog grinning face of a giant elephant back of a dinosaur and a tail with spears it's a descriptor of this monster i can picture it actually i'll just show you a picture of it now so you can see it looks like this (laughs) hold on oh my god you see it that's horrifying yeah, so that's there's several several statues of it throughout the town. It was said to be reported by this man named Eugene Shepard, who was a land surveyor, did timber, and was also said to be a prankster. <laughs> so it's on Wikipedia. So anyway, he rounded up a group of people to go capture it. And they apparently captured it, but they blew it up with dynamite, is what they said. So they gave this picture to the media of this charred like figure with them standing around it they blew up and they were like we caught the hodag but we blew it up so here's what's left but then in 1896 they said they found another one and it said that they were extinct because the hodag's diet consisted of all white bulldogs and that those were pretty scarce in the area in the 1890s apparently Apparently they had a shortage of all white bulldogs. A shortage of all white bulldogs. So they said they captured another one in 1896, but this time it was alive. They put a pole of chloroform into a cave to knock it unconscious and then captured the beast. They also then displayed it at the county fair to people who were coming by. And it got so much attention that the Smithsonian sent scientists to come look at it because they're like, we don't know what this thing is. What's this thing you've got here? So the scientists show up 
and Eugene was then forced to admit that what he was showing was a fake object attached with wires that he was controlling to scare people and that there was no such thing as the hodag. But now it lives on as the city mascot. It's the mascot of the school. It's the mascot of the wastewater treatment employment. <laughs> a great mascot. The hodag. I mean, I love a hoe and I love a good dagwood sandwich. So I was thinking, you know, a good dagwood. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Hands are, my palms are sweaty. My knees are weak. Knees weak. My mom's spaghetti. Heavy. She makes spaghetti today. No, I wish. Oh, well, too bad. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was so ready. Gonna start it? No. Yes. Hold on. What? <gasps> Recorded audio was lost at the labeled locations. What? What does that mean? So did that, none of that record? Nope. I have one minute recorded. Oh, fantastic. so or we're gonna have to use. We could pull the, the audio recording. from the Zoom. We're gonna have to pull the audio from the Zoom. Three, two, one. All right, well, well that's fun. <laughs> hope for the best, expect the worst. Is your you're all good though mm-hmm. for now? Okay. Yep, I'm all good. I forgot what episode we're doing for a second. Summer. School's out for summer. Except that it's not, because it's fall. <laughs> and we're not... Oh, you're in school. I'm not in school. I am in school. Welcome. <laughs> this is Research Rank Repeat, and this is the best co-host, Hannah. This is the worst co-host, Alyssa. Truly the worst. Oh, what? What? Sorry, what? I'll just cut that and <laughs> edit. Are you sure? I'm the first edit, so... Well, you'll hear it. <laughs> Anyways, we are here with an episode going back to our favorite music oh i thought you were saying like our favorite category music and i was like is it really i don't know summer songs we're doing okay we decided we haven't done any themed songs in a while and we didn't want to do just one category we wanted to listen to all music specifically i guess whatever's popular because that's what songs of summer is but we are doing the songs of the summer of 2021 with a caveat because of the way the list <laughs> worked, we had to adjust what we were doing. Yeah. I mean, summer's coming to an end. It ends the week that this episode comes out. Right. And we thought, what better way to end the summer than to celebrate the songs of the summer? Right. And, um, you know, I don't really listen to current music that much. So I wasn't expecting to know many songs on these lists. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I feel like this year and last year were both really weird because of COVID and the pandemic. A lot of musicians like had to push their music back. A lot of stuff wasn't really necessarily getting a lot of radio play because people weren't driving. You know, a lot of people weren't commuting to work and they weren't driving. So a lot of listens are mostly through streaming services now. Which, you know, has not necessarily been the primary way to listen to music in the past. It's kind of become that now. 
the way that we organized it, we can go into that first and then Hannah has some background. So we initially looked at the Billboard category Songs of the Summer, which had the top 20 songs every week, which I think is like June 21st or June 20th, until the second week of September was our last week that we did. We technically didn't do this this upcoming week because we were working on the list so we didn't want to have to add stuff to it. And the problem was every single song pretty much stayed the same throughout the entire several weeks of summer to the point where there were only 24 songs out of a top 20. So there were only four songs different that ever interchanged. And we didn't think that would be enough of a sample group. So I went into the Billboard Hot 100 list, which is different from the Billboard 200 list. But only the top 30 songs of that list, and then only took songs from 1 through 30 of those weeks between June and September. So our pool became a lot bigger. I think it ended up being somewhere around 60 songs, which we were like, that seems pretty good Mm -hmm. for what we want to do. So we're going to do a top five best and top five worst is what we'll be doing today. Yeah. You ready for some background? Yes. Okay. You're in the middle of a sip. I am ready. Okay. So like Alyssa said, the songs of the summer are based off the Billboard top 100 list where they take the top 20 songs each week and compose them into a compose them into a song of the summer list. So the list runs from Memorial Day till Labor Day. And it's a combination of performance on weekly streaming, airplay, and sales. The actual songs of the summer started in 1958. Oh. Which I was surprised it went back that far. The Billboard itself, like Billboard list, started in July of 1940. And Alyssa, would you be surprised if I told you I'll Never Smile Again by Tommy Dorsey was the first number one? I am so surprised. I never would have thought my favorite song would have been the first one on the list. I knew it was your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so in the year 2005, they began including digital downloads. Yeah, iTunes, when iTunes became yeah. big. It became like the first time that songs didn't necessarily have to have really good airplay on the radio to still be included in the list because they could make up with the digital downloads. Right. Um, So actually this year, Billboard released a mega songs of the summer, uh, which was the top 500 greatest songs of all time for the summer. Interesting. Between 1958 and 2020. So last year. Okay. The number one song was I'll Be Missing You by Puff Daddy, Faith Evans, and 112. Right. Uh, About Biggie Smalls. Huh? The song's about Biggie Smalls. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I was was trying to get the context of of when that song came out. Yeah. Um, So in terms of, you know, artists who have had the most number one hits, uh, Beatles have had the most singles with 20. Okay, that does not surprise me at all. Mariah Carey has had the most female solos with 18. Okay. And then Michael Jackson had the most solos for a male with 13. When you get into the top 10, like who's had the most top 10 hits, um, Madonna with 38, Beatles with 34, and Rihanna with 31. Good old Rihanna. We love Rihanna. 
these are the artists who have had the most top 100 hits. And the cast of Glee <laughs> reigns in with the most at 207. 207? 207 different times they've been in the top 100. It's interesting because at the time Glee was on, we were certainly using iTunes to download songs. And I remember they were consistently on the top iTunes mm-hmm. bestseller list all the yeah. time. Const- anytime a new episode came out, because there's always, you know, covers of songs. Mm-hmm. Drake's had 157 and Nicki Minaj has had 79. So those are the top two, male and female. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But that is some background on the billboard. I was to say it's interesting because I felt like with this list, a lot of these songs are popular because of TikTok. Yeah. Which is very interesting to me that like that's the new like digital media mm-hmm. is like songs becoming popular because of other services like for instance now TikTok. Mm-hmm. I was actually just going to say that because I like I mentioned early on I said I didn't think I would know a lot of these songs. And pretty much every song I knew, it was because of TikTok. Yeah. Like, pretty much everyone. There was, like, one or two songs I think I had heard in a commercial. So that was, like, the, you know, the... <laughs> There's definitely the one song you probably heard in a commercial. <laughs> God. I think I know what song you're talking about. And <laughs> someone had the audacity to play that acoustically at the farmer's market this morning. And I wanted to throw up. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's interesting. I will say, though... Just a preface. Yes. I think as a collective list, it felt very strong to me. I definitely had a lot harder time picking the top five than I did mm-hmm. the bottom five. And I also think I liked the diversity in the list. I think there was a good amount of different types of music. Yeah, there was a lot of, you know, your stereotypical pop, but then there was a lot of other things that, you know, um, different people from different countries, you know, different mm-hmm. languages which was in, like bands versus single artists versus artists I'd never heard of before. Right. You know, so there was a pretty good variety. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right. I think we should stop. We should start. Not I think stop. we should stop. Yeah, we, we should just stop, stop right now. That's what we should do. I think we should start with our bottom five. Mm-hmm. Start off the negative. I agree. Bottom five is the way to go. We gotta be ultimate power bottoms. <laughs> Mama got power bottoms. <laughs> Who st- you? St- I think I started. You started two weeks in a row, so I have to start two. I have to go first two weeks in a row. Okay, so you can start. Okay, I have two honorable mentions: one for my top and one for my bottom. I would just like to give my honorable mention to Little Bit, which is Nelly in Florida Georgia Line. I absolutely despise Florida Georgia Line as a, a band and an artist, and I've already discussed this in my wedding songs episode, but. I did not put Florida Georgia Line on my list, and because I didn't put it on my list, it had to be in my honorable mentions because of how much I hate them as a band. So I just would like to to give them an honorable mention for the shit that they put out. It's just, it's straight diarrhea. I hate it all. So much. And this is the second or third time they've worked with Nelly now, and I'm like, can we not? Can we be done, please? Okay, so my number five song... of my worst songs is Beautiful Mistakes by Maroon 5 featuring Megan Thee Stallion. I love Megan Thee Stallion. She's great. But Maroon 5 has put out the same song 
every single summer for about five to six years. Last year, it was Girls Like You with Cardi B, or maybe that was two years ago, but they just do the same song. There's nothing different. There's nothing unique about it. It's not interesting. At this point, it's just Adam Levine singing over pre-done music. There's not even instruments anymore. I don't know why they're still banned when they don't even play music. You know, like, they don't play, like, live music anymore. It's all, like, produced, like, backing. And I'm bored, and I just want them to go away or do something different. So that's why they got number five. Because it's not, it's not horrible, but it's just, it's boring. And boring is bad. All right, number five, I have Every Chance I Get. It was DJ Khaled featuring Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. I think it's just my hatred of DJ Khaled. We the best music! Okay, on this song, DJ Khaled did nothing. Another one. (laughs) And so the audacity of him to say featuring the other two artists when they were the only ones who did anything in this entire song. No, but he says another one and that's his contribution. In his name. He says DJ Khaled (laughs) and another one. And that's that's what he does, Hannah. I tried so hard because I was like, this main rap part was not bad. And then DJ Khaled kept interrupting and I was getting so annoyed. So that's basically it was DJ Khaled's fault. That's fair. All right. um, Number four, I have Famous Friends by Chris Young and Kanye Brown. It's Kane. Oh, it's Kane Brown? Kane? Okay, Kane Brown. I have to say that I had a little bit of bias against the song before I even listened to it because I thought the artist was Chris Brown and I cannot support Chris Brown as an artist. I didn't realize it was two people, so I just saw a Chris and a Brown and I was like, gross. And then I realized, oh, no, this is not Chris Brown. Anyways, this song's just really pretentious. It's like, hey, I have famous friends in my hometown, but you probably don't know them. Who, like, and it's just, I don't have a problem with the, like, I'm not a celebrity. I'm still the same person. You know, like a Mississippi girl. I heard that today on the radio, or today when I was in a store. And I was like, oh, yeah. See, like, that's fine. Because it's not putting yourself on a pedestal and, like, you know, you're, we're better than Hollywood because these are my hometown friends. I just don't like that. I think it's stupid. Why do I care about your police chief who's probably super racist and lets you out of speeding tickets when you should be getting DUIs? So that's, that's how I feel about that. That's fair. <clears throat> Number four, I went with Drinking Beer, Talking God, Amen by Chase Rice and Alyssa's favorite Florida Georgia line. Yes. I'm going to keep this short. It's, I mean, the title tells it all. (laughs) There was nothing, there was nothing to the song. There was nothing there. Yep. That's it. That's fair. So for my number three, I have No Return, which is by Polo G, the kid Lowry, Lowry. I never know how to pronounce his name. He's the kid with the, the horns. You know, you can't make a wife out of a hoe. And Little Dirk is also the other person on it. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with, like, rap. You know, mumble rap is fine, too. Trap, you know, I like a lot of different types of music, but the hook was terrible. The flow was really bad. I didn't like the produced beat. Everything about this song made me upset, and I just didn't like any of it. I wasn't feeling it, so it was on my bottom list. <laughs> that was gonna be my nominee for my top five. Everyone has different tastes in music. Me personally, I just like did not, I didn't like the flow of it. 
I actually, the hook was like my favorite part. <laughs> it's fine. We'll just, we'll not talk about it anymore. All right. Number three, Calling My Phone by Little, <laughs> wait, hold on, I don't want to say this. Little TJ? <laughs> Lil TJ and Six Lack, Slack. Okay. Don't know if that's what it's supposed to be. I didn't mind most of the song, um, but when the chorus hook came on and it was Alvin and the Chipmunks sounding... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I lost it. <laughs> I hate Alvin and the Chipmunks. That's why I hate, um, what's that Christmas song? The the Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas song, yes. Right. So, I hated it and it ruined the whole song for me. You don't want a loop-de-loop, Hannah? No, I don't. Okay. Absolutely not. So, number two, I have uh, Fancy Like by Walker Hayes. And I despise any song that is specifically written as a commercial. It's the commercial for Applebee's. We're so fancy, we go to Applebee's for dinner. Like, oh, look at us. We're like, we're so fancy. Like, Applebee's is a big deal. I don't, it's just like, it's so stupid. I don't care. People go to Applebee's all the time. I personally don't because they have rats because I found a whole one in my Cobb salad. But that's just me. But I don't want to hear about having to go to Applebee's and being fancy. Like, no, stop it. All right, number two, I did Am I the Only One by Aaron Lewis. The song was, like, okay, and then I was, I heard a line where he was saying something about taking statues down, and I was like, okay, so I did a little background on this guy. He's super, like, Republican, red-blooded American, and basically was complaining about the fact that racist Confederate statues were being removed. And so, even though I think the song itself, like, the sound of it is, like, not horrible, the context of it is just, like, makes me want to vomit. Yeah, number one, I had Am I the Only One by Aaron Lewis. This was actually the first song I heard when I shuffled this playlist, is the first one. I had my windows open driving home, and I had to shut my windows because I was like, I can't play this in, in my hometown. If you hear the lyric... The best way I can describe it is pandering to the people who want this. Like, the people who enjoy this music will love this song. Essentially, what he's saying is, I'm the only one who thinks it's wrong that people have rights now. I can't be racist anymore. Excuse me. I was like, immediately, I'm not even joking. I listened to the, the song once and I went, okay, don't have to listen to that again. That's my yeah. number one worst song. I don't even have to think about it. I don't care for it. Yeah, we don't want to get more streams on Spotify. Yep. Exactly. All right. My number one worst song is Fancy Like by Walker Hayes. And when I heard this man say, yeah, we fancy like Applebee's, I thought this is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. And when I went to the farmer's market this morning and this man had the goal to be playing an acoustic version and I watched a crowd of like 10 people dancing to it and I thought... Oh, no. This is why I hate America. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I hate people. And this is why I love to stay trapped in my house, because there's nothing fancy. Here's the thing. You can talk about how you're down to earth. I mean, Fergie told us she likes to go to Taco Bell in Glamorous, and that's fine. But I don't want an ad for Applebee's. Like, 
you're talking like fancy like Applebee's. You also don't like the ad for Natty Light? No. <laughs> I just, I just don't, I don't, it doesn't appeal to me. And the amount of times I've heard that song on TikTok and just too many went through. I can't. I cannot. Can't do it. All right. All right. Let's move into positive. Move into positive. This was so hard for me. Yeah. I had a really, really hard time with this list. So I, my honorable mention is just The weekend as a singer. Because there were several songs on this list that I really like, but technically they came out in 2019 or 2020. Like, they've Mm -hmm. been on the Billboard list for, like, over a year at this point. Like, Blinding Lights has been on the Billboard for, like, 35 weeks straight or something. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Is that a cat? It is a cat. Okay. Hey, Mish Mish. What are you doing? He He has explored and he has left. So The weekend is a singer because I really like the Blinding Lights, like this, this album. And I like Take My Breath, which is his new song this mm-hmm. year. I really like the 80s vibes, like the 80s R&B, uh, Save Your Tears. The, he did a remix with Ariana Grande. But again, that song originally came out like over a year ago. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't feel like I could put it on the list. Yep. But just honorable mention because he's just putting out bangers, you know, keeping us sane during COVID. So... Correct. Do you have an honorable mention for top? Um, I did, and it was in your bottom five. So. Oh, right. Okay. Would you like to talk about why your, your your reasons why you wanted to almost put it in your list? You're certainly welcome to. I just thought, you know, when I first heard it, the first, like, ten seconds is usually what I listen to in a song to see if I'm hooked or not. Because I'm a big believer that if you're going to be hooked into a song, it usually happens within, like, the first ten seconds. And mm-hmm. to be fair with all these songs, like, I listen to the whole song because we're doing a list. Right. I want to give them a fair chance. In the first 10 seconds, I didn't like it. And then the hook came around and I was like, it's not normally the type of music I like. Yeah. It's not normally the type of music I would listen to. But it was a song where I was like, it caught my ear in a way that I was like, this is kind of different than a lot of things I'm hearing. And I just thought it was interesting. I didn't think it was like top five level worthy. Right. But I thought maybe because it's something I'm not used to, I just thought it surprised me in that way. Yeah. I don't know. But I liked it. And I agree with The weekend. Okay. Because I also didn't include any of his music either. The other thing I wanted to say is that there were some songs on this list that I personally have been listening to way before summer. So Mm -hmm. I personally just didn't include a few songs because of how much further in advance from summer I started listening to them. So I didn't feel like, because this category is summer songs, I didn't include some songs I technically think are really good songs on Mm -hmm. this list just because of the fact that they kind of came out either in the winter or like in the spring. And I just was like, I don't associate them with summer necessarily, so. Right. Okay, so my number five, song is Begging by Moniskin, which I found out is a Italian band that won Eurovision this year for Italy, which is why they became popular in the mainstream. Because this song was released in 2017, mm. but it became bigger through TikTok and also because they won Eurovision. I think this song is just really different than a lot of the other songs on this list. It's very much got like the rock strained vocal sound and it just like has a really good flow and feel to it. And I just really liked it, so. It was one of my last cuts I made. 
so number five, I did Butter by BTS. I, I'm going to be honest, I haven't really heard much of BTS's music up until like a couple weeks ago. Um, I knew about them. Obviously, you hear about them all the right. time. And I saw their cover they did, I think it was of actually I'll Be Missing You, which we just talked okay. about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a really good cover. But BTS is just so, like, catchy. Like, their music is so catchy. I know this song, I'm pretty sure I've heard it before in a commercial or two for one of the phone companies, maybe Apple or Samsung. I think they're really catchy. I think their harmonies are really cool. Their vocals are really good. And they're just like a... You can tell they've been performing together for a while because they, they're really polished. Yeah. I just love them. I didn't put it on my list, but I do agree that it is a really catchy song. For the, the Songs of Summer list, I think it was number one for every single week. Like, consistently mm-hmm. number one. And there's a reason why. Yeah, they, they sound really good. Um, So, number four, I have um, Heat Waves by Glass Animals. This one, I think, is because I've liked the Glass Animals for, like, a really long time. I think Gooey was their, like, kind of bigger alternative hit, probably in, like, maybe 2012-ish. So, I've been listening to them for a long time, and, like, I listened to this album when it, like, came out, and then found out, I was like, this song is popular? And I was like, oh! I was very excited. I always mm-hmm. like when, you know, smaller artists get to, like, get a hit. It's kind of like when Walk the Moon had Shut Up and Dance and they kind of, like, went up. Same thing with that. And it's just, like, a good late-night driving song, personally, is when I've li- really listened to it. Because I've had it on, like, a Summer Songs playlist already for a couple months. And it's just, like, a very, like, chill, good flow vibes that I like. So. Yeah, it is. I agree with you. It's always really cool to see an artist that you've, like, followed and to see him like get like success on the mainstream is cool like i felt that way with fletcher Mm -hmm. uh when she i saw her like on jimmy fallon's show for the first time and i was like that's like really awesome um but yeah so number four i have kiss me more by uh, doja cat and is it just sza i think it's sizza sizza (laughs) i think that's how you pronounce i think that's how you pronounce her name sizza Maybe I should I should have checked that before. Yes, yeah, SZA. I was so, gonna say I'm pretty sure I've looked this up before because I've I've listened to some of her music previously. Kiss Me More by Doja Cat featuring SZA. You I know are a big fan of Doja Cat. Yes, this is true. You played me quite a few songs a couple weeks ago when you were mm-hmm. home. I really haven't heard much of her stuff. I've recognized like one or two of the choruses of songs. And I know this song is really big on TikTok because I've heard it a million times, but I just think it's a really interesting song. And there's so many different, like, changes in the song, like, going from verse to chorus, bridge, whatever the different components are. Um, It's really cool, and it it alternates so quickly, and I just think both the voices are so soothing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, they both have great voices. Yeah, they could, like, sing me a bedtime story every night, and I'd be thrilled with it. Yeah. So this is one of those songs that I was talking about where I've been listening to this song since spring. I think it came out in maybe March or April. I've just already been listening to it outside of summer, so didn't include it. Number three, though, I do have Doja Cat as well, but I have You You Right um, featuring The Weeknd. So I guess technically The Weeknd was on this list, but not in his produced own music. So this is off her new album that just came out this year, and I... 
just really like this song. I think the flow is really good and it just, it works really well. And then also the weekend's on it and you can't go wrong with having him on your song. So, but yeah, I agree. I, I, yes, I do really like Doja Cat. I'm glad that you, you're, you're buying into it, absorbing it. For sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Number three, I have Favorite Crime by Olivia Rodrigo. This was actually the first time I had heard that song. So I've listened to quite a few of her songs from the Sour album. I I think if I'm talking about a song that maybe is more of like what I'd consider a summer hit, I guess Good For You would probably be that song. But I think Favorite Crime is one of the more smartly written songs. And I think the background vocals and just how like angelic and ethereal it is, it's such a soothing song. And it's kind of a weird song for me to put like on a songs of the summer because it's not necessarily a song I would consider like a summer hit when I think about like going back in the summers about what like huge songs were on the radio but I would also just like to shout out Olivia Rodrigo for having like six songs on this list she had so it was I think the two artists who had the most songs were Doja Cat and Olivia Rodrigo yeah we're the both the artists with the most amount of songs on this list we love uh female empowerment so we do yes Okay, so for number two, I have Peaches, which is by Justin Bieber featuring Daniel Caesar and Givion or Givon. <laughs> and Hannah knows this, that I have a very love-hate relationship with Justin Bieber's music. I absolutely despised his early stuff. Baby makes me want to vomit every time I hear it. But then as I got older, every once in a while he will put out a song that I just immediately get and I like, like immediately upon the first listen. And that was Peaches, where the first time I heard it, I immediately liked it. And I heard it before this list too. I've been listening to it for a couple weeks now. But there's just something so like easy about it. And it just like, it's a great summer driving song. Like a lot of like what I would consider summer songs or songs that it's like, work in the car, driving, you know, doing things in the summer setting. I think this really fills that. And I just think the chorus is really fun. Yeah. That's that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. Number two is Rumors by Lizzo featuring Cardi B. (laughs) I have never heard this song before I listened to this list. I love Lizzo. I don't listen to Cardi B all the time, but I enjoy her music. (laughs) But this song is just, like, I just love how Lizzo doesn't give a shit. She doesn't give two shits. No. Bitch, I don't give two shits is a direct quote from that song. Yes. And I love, like, her message. I love how just, like, comfortable she is with who she is and, like, just can, like, roast people with one line Cardi B is great. I love a female duo team up. And when I heard this song, I was like, yeah, I, I could listen to this song in the summer and just like feel like drive around town feeling like the best person. So this is the last song I cut was this would have been number six. I heard this song, I think when it came out and like it's got a real like funk, like a really groove like backing to it. And the, the flow is really good. Plus it's Lizzo and you know, she's great. Mm-hmm. I was really sad I, I didn't include this on my list. I was like, I was like, oh, it was so close. My number one song is actually Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo because 
it, it just, like, encompasses everything I loved about pop punk when I was, like, in high school and, like, that age when, like, if this song came out when I was in high school, I would play it nonstop. It would mm-hmm. never, it would never stop yeah. getting played. And, it, I mean, she gave writing credits to Paramore. So you know that, like, the link is there. Like, Misery Business is what it sounds a lot like. And I just think it's a really good, upbeat, fast, good, like, you know, song that if I was going out to bars and stuff, like, this would be playing a lot and it would be really fun to dance to. It's just a really, really well done song, so. Yeah, I mean, I think good for me, or sorry, good for you. (laughs) Good for me, too. Good for me. Um, Honestly. But I think that's probably my favorite Olivia Rodrigo song. The only reason I picked Favorite Crime is just because it was the first time I heard it and the way it hit me. But number one, I have Stay. It features Justin Bieber and it's by the kid Lorari? 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 I should look it up. Leroy. Leroy. Okay. Okay. So it is Stay um, by the kid Leroy featuring Justin Bieber. Yes. Um, this song is all over TikTok. His first song was all over TikTok, yes. too. And I'm aware of that fact, but there's just something about this song. It's it's fast-paced. It gives me a little bit of, like, a pop-punk feel, which you were mentioning with Good For You. That's kind of why you... Because that's what we would have listened to when we were kids. Right. And so I feel like if this song had come out when I was in middle school, high school, I would have listened to a 100 times in one day like I did all my other songs <laughs> that I was obsessed with mm-hmm because you had a bad day taking one down yeah but yeah i just think it's a really catchy song i heard like a cover of that song by another band mm-hmm. and i actually think i like that more <laughs> but i couldn't put the cover on here as you know it wasn't the one that made the list but I, it's just a really catchy song what and band? what cover um hold on let me give who him a shout it? out who did it i also saw hulu short film called mm-hmm. thirsty about a mosquito who falls in love with a man after tasting his blood uh, i'm sorry what <laughs> it's a hulu short called thirsty no but what oh you just are telling me this okay yes you're just this, this is, is not part of the music stuff okay. no i'm trying to find the band interesting oh here it is it's by no resolve no resolve okay yeah here play a little bit yeah. Oh yeah, that feels very much like like the kind of music that you would yeah. It's, it's very, like we uh, the kings. we the kings yeah. I yeah. Say it feels very we the kings. But anyways, so I I very much enjoyed the song. Yeah. What I was getting at. Yes. <laughs> well, I would assume so. It's, it's your number one song. I would hope so. Yeah. Let's um let's run through our list real quick. Sure. Do you realize we had none of the same songs in our top five? I'm not super surprised. I'm because not either. I, yeah, when I, I would say like out of all those songs, there are probably like 15 to 20 that I would put on playlists. Yeah. I had my initial narrow down. I had 12 where I was like, all right, these are the songs I all really like from this list. So let's figure it out. Yeah. Um. So for my worst five, I have number five, Beautiful Mistakes. Famous Friends, No Return, Fancy Like, and then number one, and am I the only one? For my top five, at number five, I have Begging, Heat Waves, You Write, Peaches, and then number one, Good For You. 
And my bottom five, number five at every chance I get, drinking beer, talking God, amen, calling my phone, am I the only one, fancy like. And my top five, I had butter, kiss me more, favorite crime, rumors, and stay. So yeah, that's songs of summer. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we got to do that. I think I found some songs that I'd actually listen to. Yeah, so most of these songs I have heard before, but not all of them, so. Yeah, for sure. Plus, we haven't done a music one since James Bond. (laughs) Mamma Mia. Technically. I guess technically that. Yeah, I just um, pretend James Bond didn't exist. I also pretend that episode doesn't exist, too. Yeah, I I do like enjoy music because that's kind of how we started this whole entire thing. Yeah, I think we've we've talked about that. Yeah, but it's a little bit of a return to our roots. Yeah, it's cool. How it's the idea came about. Yeah, but we will be back next week with TV genre. (laughs) Yeah, TV genre. (laughs) We're keeping it (laughs) keeping it broad. TV. I can tell you, you will not be expecting what we're doing. It should be a good time. It's a Hannah, a Hannah produced segment. <laughs> I actually am very excited for it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. But yeah, if you have any favorite songs of the summer, least favorite songs of the summer, if you like going to Applebee's and you feel fancy there, let us know. If you think Applebee's has rats, also let us know. Especially in their cob salads. In their cob salads. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on social media, we have an Instagram, we have Twitter, we have an email, r3podcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us, if you want to provide us any feedback, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye. We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition. And you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's R, the number three, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by searching research rank repeat.